Hello, it's Gabby here for you. Before we jump onto this week's podcast, I just want to let you know about two ways that you can work with me. First of all, I do one-to-one coaching and I do that via Zoom so we can jump on a Zoom call at a time to suit you. The second thing I've got for you is an online coaching course that's 12 modules that you can download straight away now. There will be a link somewhere around these podcast notes. And this is the course that I've designed and it's got everything in it that I wish I'd have known when I finished cancer treatment and I was lost. So you can download that course now and you can start working towards making this your happiest and healthiest year ever. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you think. Take care. Bye-bye. Hello there, it's Gabby here for you. I hope this finds you well. In this week's episode of Confidence After Cancer, I'm going to be talking about things that can trigger us. What can trigger us? And that's a strange saying, but quite often people are saying to me, oh, I thought I was doing really, really well. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I really got triggered. So a couple of things have happened this week that have really made me reflect on this. And the first one was the death of somebody who was quite high profile in the public eye who died of breast cancer after a long battle, I said. And this has happened to me before. And also I know several other cancer survivors can relate to this. When you see somebody in the public eye who you think maybe has got, you know, a wonderful life, maybe, you know, they're rich, they're famous, they're good looking, they've got everything going on allegedly that's um, all to the good and then they don't deal well with a cancer diagnosis or they unfortunately die from a cancer diagnosis that can be such a jolt to your system and I think part of the problem is you know we see people in the public eye and we know so much about their personal life sometimes it's almost as if we know them and I remember when Princess Diana died and that really affected me and I felt I know more about her family, about her personal life, about her children than I do with a lot of my close friends. And so it's not that unusual really to think that with somebody in the public eye dies, it can have such a profound effect on you. But where do we go with that? And how can we stop that from completely derailing us? And how can we stop that getting us into a spiral of depression? I have seen that with people before people come into a spiral of despair thinking well she was rich and famous and it still got her in the end well what chance have I got and I think again we need to look at how we can think about these things unfortunately you know life and death is all part of life and people are going to die unfortunately people that we know some people it seems way be- before their time they die too young but what can we do really to protect ourselves from these feelings what can we do from these triggering feelings The other thing that I've noticed with a lot of people I know this week in the UK, because I know it's different around the world, but in the UK this week is Mother's Day. And for those of us who are lucky enough to have children, that's a wonderful time to get cards and presents and hopefully a nice day where your children say thank you for all the things that you've done for them. But for a lot of people, it triggers a lot of emotions about the relationships that they had or they didn't have with their own mother. And I know in my personal life, um, I had a difficult relationship with my mother. We were estranged for many, many years and I'm not really going to go into that now, but I can certainly relate to, again, people see almost like a fairy tale of 
how a mother should be. Or they might see their friends. And I did it as a child. I saw my friends with their caring, wonderful, warm mothers who had a close relationship and thought, well, I haven't got that. Does that mean there's something wrong with me? And so Mother's Day can be a really triggering time. And and also there are, you know, the poor people that unfortunately, you know, weren't wanted to be mothers and were not able to be mothers. Or there's all sorts of stories going on behind Mother's Day. It's not all, you know, everybody wants to be a mother. Everybody wants to be and can be. It's not all that people have mothers that are always warm and loving and kind. Because unfortunately that doesn't happen. So if you're listening to this, you know, I do hope you've had a good relationship with your mother or that you are a good mother. But if you're not, let's take a minute to think about what I've talked about before. It's not the event, it's what you make it mean. So for me as a little girl, I know as not being close to my mother and being very jealous of my friends who were close to their mothers, who were who were mothered, who were looked after, who had that warm relationship. I, for many years, took that to mean there was something wrong with me. Like maybe I didn't deserve that love. Maybe I wasn't good enough. And I'd really ask you, you know, if you are in that place, it took me, to be honest, quite a long time to get over that. And I worked with a coach and I worked with a therapist to work through some of the feelings that I had of not feeling worthy. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm grown up now and I've got to realise I've got a choice. So going back to what I started talking about was triggers and triggers and what can we do when we feel that we're being triggered. And all of us in our day-to-day life get triggered by some things. You know, sometimes it can be quite irrational. Some You'll hear a phrase or you'll maybe sometimes you can hear a piece of music or you'll see something in a film and it really just takes you back to a place in time and it can make you feel triggered. And what is that fit, that feeling that, you, that you're feeling? And for some people with a cancer diagnosis, it is very similar to post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. People are talking more and more about that now because it's more understood than it used to be in the past. When you've been through a very traumatic event, even years after the event, when you think you've dealt with it, you've put it away, it's in the past now, you're moving on. And people think that about cancer diagnosis. Yeah, you've had your treatment, you're cured now, you've got no evidence of disease off you go into your new life. But quite often it can be a very small event. It could be somebody, you know, dying in the public eye. It could be something, a story on a a TV programme. It could be just, you know, going back to hospital. I've talked about this before about scanxiety and people getting really, really worried and anxious about having to go for checkups. But there is a, a lot of things that can bring back those feelings, those feelings that may include fear, shock, worry and anger things again that sometimes it seems that these are outside of our control so what can we do so again I've spent a lot of time studying this from my own personal experience people that I've worked with who have struggled after a cancer diagnosis what can we do well the first thing is really to become aware of these feelings and become aware of what is triggering you because we're all different. We've all got our different stories. You're not wrong. You're not right. You're not better than anybody else. You're not worse than anyone else. You're just different. And so for you, you will have a unique set of circumstances and a unique set of things that may trigger you. And that's nothing wrong with you. You just need to be aware of it because once you're aware of it, we can think about some coping strategies for things that are going to come up in the future because Unless you live in a cave and you don't have any contact with anybody else, things will come up in the future that may well trigger you again. 
But what we want to do is build your resilience. And I've talked about this before in a previous podcast. Building your resilience is what you can do to take your feelings that are valid. There's nothing wrong with them, but to understand where they come from and actually to get those feelings working for you rather than working against you. Get those feelings putting you in a place of feeling empowered rather than feeling helpless and afraid and lost because you're not lost, my love. You may be going through a difficult time. That's completely understandable given what you've been through. Whatever your circumstances in life, nobody gets an easy ride. But particularly if you've been through a cancer diagnosis, and this is what this podcast is all about, when your treatment ends, and as I was feeling like, I'm not really sure what I do with my life now. I'm not really sure why I feel so bad. Why do I feel so bad? Everyone's telling me I should feel amazing and I don't. And so it's recognising those feelings. And again, I talked before about stress and about that fight or flight response that we all have. And that's your body and your brain's very, very clever way of keeping you safe. And sometimes these triggering feelings are, again, just keeping you safe. Just saying, oh, remember that thing that happened? Well, you just need to be careful it doesn't happen to you again. But unless you are being chased by a wild animal, unless you're in physical danger, the danger is things that you are imagining, things that are in your mind, things that have not even happened yet. So we need some coping strategies to deal with that. Hopefully, one of the good strategies you might have is to cut when you realise this is happening, is to take some time for yourself, step back, take a deep breath. Hopefully you've got some good relaxation techniques, maybe a meditation, maybe some deep breathing. There is tons of stuff like this on YouTube, but I'm going to be releasing some videos as well. Very short, again, things that have worked for me, very easy techniques that you can use. Deep breathing and relaxation, meditation, looking at a candle if you find it hard to meditate. These are things that help me. But another thing that you can do if you're feeling triggered is to call someone. And hopefully you've got somebody that you can trust if you haven't, you've got me, you know that. You can ping me a message. You can talk to somebody that you uh, trust. Hopefully you've got a good coach or you've got a good therapist. You've got somebody that you can just talk to about these feelings. Just get them out there and say, look, this thing's happened. I don't know why. I don't even know this person that I've never met and I've seen that they've died and now I'm in floods of tears. What's going on there? And part of that, my love, is just being human. Yeah, you're an empathetic person. You're feeling sympathy for that person and that's good. And sometimes, you know, a little bit of a cry does us good, but just don't stay there. You don't want to get into a, a spiral of depression, which has happened to me before. And it's a, it can be a tough place to get out of. But a little cry just for the moment, just for an hour, just for a little while, that's okay as long as you don't stay there. So I've talked about relaxation techniques, talked about meditation. The other thing is, to, is also always to change your state. And I think Tony Robbins talks about this a lot, is to move your body. Moving your body is a great way of changing your state. Some people like to go for a run. I'm not particularly a runner, but I love to dance. You know, put some music on, even on in your, if you're on your own, in your bedroom, in your kitchen, put some music on have a little dance, just dance your socks off five minutes, 10 minutes, and it will change your state. It really will. Think about something else. You're not an uncaring, unfeeling person. You are caring for you. This is all about your self-protection and that's what we want to do. And so I would really like to think about why you get triggered by events. Just try and be quite detached from this 
reflection. Don't try and analyse yourself. Don't tell yourself you are wrong. Don't tell yourself there is something wrong with you because you're just human. That's all part of being a human. But think about what you can do to cope because these feelings are going to come up again. There will be things that come up in life that will knock you back, that will all of a sudden just sometimes come out of nowhere and it happens to me and it really shocks me sometimes. Why did I get so upset about that? And it's because it's triggering sometimes something really deep in your unconscious that you thought you'd dealt with, you thought you'd forgotten all about and it can be from many, many years ago, but it comes back. And that's okay as long as you don't let it hurt you. You just understand it and sometimes bless it and thank it for the lesson. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, I remember when I was a little girl and I felt like that, but actually I don't feel like that anymore. And I'm so grateful that I've learned how to control my feelings. I'm so grateful that I've got a good friend that I can speak to. I'm so grateful that I've got a good coach that will help me and guide me and put me in the right direction. And it might be a stretch too far just to say, and I'm actually grateful for my illness I'm personally grateful for cancer and what it is. I didn't want to get cancer. I wouldn't wish it on anybody, but I am grateful for the lessons that I've learned. And I have learned that putting me first is not selfish. doesn't make me a bad person. It just makes me somebody who is worthwhile. And if you're listening to this, I just want to say thank you so much. It means the world to me um, that you're listening to my podcast. Please get in touch if I can help you in any way at all. Please have a wonderful week and I'll speak to you soon. Take care, my love. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, stay sane. Take care. Bye-bye.